0: Well, hello there, race fans. We are back at it here again. Episode number five of the EKN Debrief podcast. My name is Rob Howden, uh, joined by David Cole, the managing editor of eCardingNews.com. It is June 8th, 2017, and we're about set to go for another one of our Debrief podcasts. A lot to talk about, a lot of racing to go over. Uh, We've got a great interview lined up as well, a new program, a new uh, segment of the show of course, we'll wrap things up with the racing calendar to let you know where you can go racing here uh, this particular weekend and then the uh, weekends to come. Uh, today's show is being presented by the Rawlson Performance Group. Rawlson Performance Group is a leader in the sport, providing trackside support, driver training and development, and arrive and drive programs for many series, including the Supercarts USA Pro Tour and Pro Kart Challenge, the Challenge of the Americas, Florida Winter Tour, U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals and U.S. Open, the Can-Am Karting Challenge, and, of course, the Superkarts USA Super Nationals. You can learn more about them at RollsonPerformanceGroup.com or by stopping by the team tent at any major racing event in the country. David Cole, we're rolling. Uh, episode number five. We got this thing going now. I like it. Five, 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 five. <laughs> oh, I
1: don't know. I'm just talking.
0: Uh, yeah, ready to go. Nice to have a little break right now. We're looking at the schedule, and uh, you've got a couple weekends off. Uh, I've got a couple weekends off before we get back at it, but uh, never a dull moment. We're always working, always trying to get caught up, and and just lots to do at EKN right now.
1: There, there's not enough time in the world to get caught up. There's,
0: there's <laughs> so many
1: things we want to do, and just not enough time in the day, or the week, or the month. So that's
0: about right. There's a lot of stuff on the to do list, the wish list that we'd like to get rolling. I'm just happy we've got this. We've got the podcast going now. I think it's a really good addition to the program. Uh, of course, a lot of great feedback from people who have uh, downloaded it. Uh, maybe downloaded the Podbean app as well, so they can listen while they're driving. It's uh, it's been a, it's been great. It's been some great feedback, and I think we're going to be able to do a lot with this podcast.
1: I think you just like talking more now instead of writing, even though you write well. I think you just like talking more.
0: Oh, I, I do appreciate that. that. <laughs> it's true. It, it's <laughs> it's a little easier,
1: don't you think? It can be. Yeah, for for that, <laughs> those that are comfortable with talking, it's 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 a lot easier. But for those who are just used to being behind the laptop and not really saying much you know it's it's,
0: it's a work I, in yeah. progress I, <laughs> I, apparently you're talking about yourself david yeah a, i need a pseudo introvert i need, a a introvert. Yeah, I, need a, I need a talking coach dude i think you do a pretty good job to be honest with you i, I know that you anytime i throw the mic in your face you kind of shy away from it at the racetrack but you actually do a pretty good job you're actually you know you're not as dumb as you look which is which is a good thing for us i think
1: well that's a great compliment there <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh let's we do obviously we do a lot of writing there's been a lot of stuff up on eCarding news david we uh, you know i wrote that uh, morning uh, coffee article that got a lot of feedback in regards to just the reality of motorsports and just some seeing some really good uh feedback some comments from some parents coming on and, and talking about how they use motorsports to give their kids some discipline something to focus on and and i think uh, there's been a number of great comments for parents, you know, setting their kids up to to share a passion to focus on something and maybe not become race car drivers, but, you know, end up in the sport, whether you're an engineer or in the PR department or marketing, whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot of opportunities for people to stay in racing. And I, I was really happy that that column got so much feedback, positive feedback, at least uh, some negative, but for the most part, positive. Well, it, it's,
1: it's just like after school sports you know it's it's not so much the sport itself it's more about teaching life lessons and that's one of the things that my coaches when i was in school taught me was a lot of different life lessons you know you got to overcome adversity uh you got to want to succeed uh you know success doesn't come easy you got to work for it you know just simple little things that that uh that you can learn through through uh little life lessons through sports and in karting, yeah, it's a little more expensive of a lesson to learn, but um, it also it's a different, unique path because it can lead you to, to different opportunities down the road uh, as you grow older. Uh, you know, you and know.
0: and David, look at you know look at us. We're not you know we're not digging ditches. I, I've done that before in my life. I worked for my dad's construction company. When you're in motorsports, and you have a job in motorsports. It's unique. It is a lot. It's a lot of work, but I think we can both say it's a heck of a lot of fun too. Great community, and it just it's fun to have something like this as our, our career.
1: Well, you're not going to get rich doing it. No, I mean, we we all we
0: all know that. But you know,
1: making a living, supporting your family. I mean, that's all anybody wants to do. And and if you have the op- opportunity to do that in motorsports, I mean, why not? I mean, I I agree. a lot of a lot of the, you see that's why you see a lot of these people with, you know, very well off businesses want to come into karting just because of the passion they have for it. I mean, they would do it if it didn't they do it because they don't do it to make money they do it because they love it and, and well said so you have to, you have to have that passion in order to do it and in order to be successful you have to work hard at it and it's just like anything else
0: you're right i think you're bang on let's uh, let's jump into the podcast now and of course hit our news wire uh, as uh, david and i kind of Talk about some of the, the top news that's, that's rolling out. To be honest, it's been kind of a slow news week, David. We haven't had a lot to, to talk about. There It hasn't been the onslaught of news that we often get uh, coming in through the email uh, at ecartynews.com. One of the big things we saw today was Supercarts USA, uh, rather this week, uh, SCUZA confirming the dates for their winter series. So Supercarts USA indeed will be returning back to Florida, where they started off uh, I think back in 1999, I believe, was the first Supercarts USA Florida winter tour. It actually was a SCUZA series to start. Uh, with Joe Janowski down there. I think he was the, he was actually the race director of the first couple events. Uh, but then, of course, Bill Wright came through and, and started rolling on that, making it uber successful. Uh, but they've uh, locked in for January 12th, 13th, and 14th, round number one. And round number two, Janu- uh, February uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th. The class is not yet confirmed, uh, but we expect it'll probably be the same as the Pro Tour. Uh, industry news as well. David Hitting, Nitro Carts, uh, so at a press release, good to see uh, Nick Tucker and his crew starting to develop. Uh, they are really doing some some major stuff on track. They're winning races now. With that Nitro Kart program and adding another dealer, CRP Racing in Ohio now, so they're up to uh, five dealers for Nitro Kart. And and really, it's kind of a cool program, uh, David. You've you've watched Nick develop uh, as a uh, you know as a as an industry guy. I watched him through his racing career, uh, but really becoming one of the cool teams out there focusing on that cadet program.
1: Well, that and that's the key is focusing on the cadet program because that's where a lot of these uh, new racers are coming through. Is the cadet level? We're not, you know, at the national level, uh, you're not getting, you know, the 20 year olds, the 26 year olds. I mean, you might be getting the 45 year old guys, yeah. which is great for supermasters or shifter cart or tagmaster or something like that. But uh, cadet level is is where you where you hook line and sinker them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You yeah, get them on it. your product. Exactly right. Well, just not necessarily just get them on the product, but get them in, in, in the sport. And, and that's where, where a lot of the uh, industry members are focusing uh, on their cadet level. And, and Nick's been able to develop a brand and a, and a product that's working very well. I mean, he knows his stuff. He's not the guy that's just come out and mm-hmm. done this. But, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to see that more and more now with all the different brands is focusing on this cadet level area.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And he's obviously doing a great job with, uh, with driver training as well. One of the components of the whole Nitro Kart program is, is Nick actually working with these young kids, doing driver training, driver development, and it really has paid off. And we can see they're winning, winning a lot of races now. You're seeing that Nitro Kart uh, out front quite a bit. Uh, to yeah. cap up, oh, sorry, Dave. Go. Uh, I was just going to say that's
1: a big part of, of finding success is being able to work with these drivers and get them yeah. to, to uh, develop their racecraft as quickly as possible. Uh, some kids get it, some kids don't, and you know a lot of the kids that he has are, are are attaching onto it really
0: quickly. Yeah, no doubt about that. And you're right; some kids take a little longer to come up to speed. Others kind of hook onto it real quickly and, and are able to find the success. Uh, final news segment of the day here: uh, more industry news. Uh, a release uh, that. Uh, Uh, OTK sent out actually issuing a release that there's going to be a significant reduction in the price uh, for their chassis and parts in the U.S. market. I think the dealers have got those pricing uh, price points so far. I don't think it's really got out to the public yet. But, David, uh, an interesting move by OTK to uh, slash their prices. Again, we don't know how deeply yet, but a move to... I don't know they've got they got a lot of market share right now it's not like they have to do it, but I think just to kind of maybe support the industry a little more and and to try to make it a little more affordable for some drivers to be on Otk product
1: well yeah well yeah as you said they have the market share market share uh pretty well off they have a lot of dealers they have a lot of customers uh it's it's worldwide it's one of the the, the top brands there is and so we'll see uh how this trickles down uh, over the next few months on uh on the uh, for the dealers themselves and see what uh, kind of impact it has.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I think we'll be kind of stepping back and watching to see what impact, indeed, it does have on the market and on the community. It'll be interesting to see. That is our news. As I said, not a lot going on here this particular week uh, on the EKN News Desk, so that's what we have for you. We will now move into our racing recap. Of course, this particular debrief podcast brought to you by Rollison Performance Group, and great to have you guys listening in. Uh, David, you had a chance to head back to the Pittsburgh International Race Complex. You did the WK Manufacturer's Cup race a, a little while ago. USPKS, the United States Pro Kart Series, this time around. Uh, give us your review. How were things uh, at Pitt this particular weekend?
1: I'm going to give you one guess. It rained.
0: <laughs> it rained. <laughs> it happens every time.
1: Talking wow. to one of the corner workers there, they like, yeah, it rains here every day. It just... I mean, I don't think every day, but every event they have on the weekend, just one point throughout the weekend, it, it'll it'll drop precipitation. Yeah. And it's the it's corner workers.
0: They get, the corner workers get their flags and rubber boots. Yeah. head on out to yeah. <laughs> out to your station.
1: That's <laughs> the one thing I kept forgetting to bring was rubber boots.
0: Oh, so. get, Got to get you hooked up. All right.
1: Yeah, we need a sponsor for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, sponsor you for some rubber boots, Dave. Yeah, I'll take yeah. care of
1: you. Ivinko or Bridgestone or Scroosier Hey, that's a good maybe. idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodyear. I think
0: Goodyear has shoes, don't they? They probably do, yeah. They probably do. Get, get get some get some Bridgestone rubber boots for you. I like it. I like it. All right. But, uh,
1: overall, you know the uh, the numbers were a bit down from what they're used to. Um, I think this year we're kind of seeing a, a a thing where people are not going to every race, but they're picking and choosing where they're going. Interesting. Uh, this is the fifth year of the, of the USPKS series, and I'm talking about it. I'll talk about it more in my column that's coming out on Friday. But, yeah, it it the numbers weren't quite what we're used to seeing, although the K100, with the, the program that they had developed to bring it in this year, I mean, they, they had the, the highest numbers of the weekend. So that class was probably the most exciting racing we saw all weekend long with solid field and very close racing where we uh, you didn't see the pushback bumper deciding this or that. Um, but Saturday was won by Brandon Jarzacrack. Money got out to a good lead and got able to get away as the rest of the field fought behind him. So anytime you can just get down and lay down consistent laps, it's always yeah. a good thing. Uh, and then Mike McAndrews was able to uh, master the wet on the Fullerton. The uh, Fullerton was able to put their get their first win uh, nice. at the USBKS uh, with McAndrews on behind the wheel. And you know he just he had a great drive. You know again, kind of just like Jarzacrack did and was able to get out away and uh, get away from the field and just hit some consistent laps in the wet, which is very, as we all know, very hard to do.
0: Yeah, I read your report, They have A lot of guys, even up front, spinning off and having trouble. It, it sounds like the, uh, it was pretty treacherous out there. Well, it,
1: well, it, rain conditions can be, you know. It's it, tough. It, just sometimes you want to lay down the gas a little bit too much. And, and for, for instance, Josh Hotes, uh racing on the Merlin chassis. He spun twice and was able to land on the podium. Which is which just tells you how great his pace was in the wet. He just had a couple of moments there where, just a little too much throttle input and uh, spun the spun the wheels around on him. But uh, it was pretty exciting. I, I, we love wet, wet weather racing, and uh, I love it. except for sitting out there in it, but <laughs> That's true. it's great, It's great to watch. You just never know what's going to happen. And speaking of I mean it was the same thing in the in the pro Iami where we, we we saw Jacob Donald going away Sunday in the wet after winning Saturday and Brandon Jarzakrack had an issue where the pant the 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 rain suit pant sucked into the air box and was shutting the engine off as oh, as the man. race started. We all thought, Oh, he's got a broken throttle, oh the carburetor's not set right. No, it's just his airbox getting closed off and shutting the engine down. Wow. So he came back fought Donald for for the lead. He spun, and then on the last lap, Donald spun trying to push in, push back out his push back bumper. What? Uh, because he had the feeling of he's going to get a five-second penalty, jars of crack is too close. So he's trying to push it back out, which is very odd because I would have thought he would have just laid down a couple of laps and got away. He m- might have just, you know, second or third, but he said, hey, checkers or wreckers, baby. So...
0: Hey, if somebody, was a- in my in my opinion, you get caught trying to push it back out, that's going to be a DQ. That's, well, that's that-
1: that's exactly what the uh, USBK staff did. They were they Good. were right on the spot. You know, told them right at the scales you were disqualified for for trying to adjust your bumper while Man. on the track, and it's <laughs> it's straight in their rule book. Uh, you know, yeah, it should be.
2: Other.
1: But it was a pretty interesting. So Jars of Crack ended up spinning, or going from last to first to spinning to winning, all in the same race. <laughs> <laughs> and so it nice was a story. pretty interesting weekend for him um another key note was uh the lack of yamaha drivers there uh, as i as we was, i was talking about pro amy pro had actually had its lowest field ever of wow. just nine drivers oh man after averaging probably over 30 drivers for the last for the first four years uh now we have an issue where yamaha drivers there's only four there this weekend um and again, that's where I get to the back to the point of people are picking and choosing. People aren't doing everything out there to go race. They're uh, <laughs> they're kind of picking and choosing.
0: We've talked about it, David. There's just so much racing going on right now. You can race every weekend, and and pe- people aren't going to run every weekend, like you said. That's it's interesting. It's, it's coming to a head potentially. It's uh, interesting to hear that. That's well, tough because
1: like, on the flip side, you know, at the WKA race, they actually had better Pro Iami and Yamaha Junior drivers numbers. So okay. it's it, it's kind of a mixture. You know, USPKS had the, the momentum with the KA-100. And, of course, they're pulling in the numbers with Mini and Micro as yeah. as well as WKA. So that was the big difference between the two numbers. Um, but I'm working on another article to kind of look at the numbers, just the numbers, and see, you know, what, what can we do to get this better? Yeah, I hear you. Um, but other than that, uh, strong, you know, strong IAMI junior field. Um, Tyler Gonzalez came up. Added another win to his CV. Hmm. You Man. Know, he's, he's won at WK, USBKS, Super Nationals, uh, Pro Tour. He's a Tour. shoot. He's, he's impressive, he's, no doubt about it. You know, he's, Mike Speed said it last year. He's probably one of the top drivers he's ever seen. And he's wow. had Scott Speed and Mike and Alex Speed as his own children. So uh, that's a good company <laughs> that's to, be, to be part of. But uh, also in that category, Max Kowalski was able to score his first series win aboard the Merlin. So he's another uh, Merlin driver making his way up through the ranks. I mean, we see that year in and year out. The, no kidding, right? The Rocky That's... family just just bringing in more drivers in, just pulling them up and, and developing them.
0: What a driver factory. You no know doubt about it, right? We've we've seen that in the past, like Italian Motors. We, I used to always call them the driver factory, kicking out guys like Jordy Vorath and and David Yerka and, and so many great guys from them. But, man, you look at – You look at the list of people that have come from Franklin Motorsports on that Merlin team, and, you know, unbelievable. The Lemkes and Kalish and Bertignoli and just there's so many guys that have come through who have been so good in that program.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it's a factory. They just, you know, (laughs) they're being in the Midwest and being as popular as they are where they are, Badger is a great home track, so they have a great pool to pull from. You know, it's kind of kind of like college. You know, where you, you in certain areas of the of sports, you know, you're going to be able to to excel well. Well, the uh, the Franklin Merlin combination does well in the Great Lakes area. That's for sure. No doubt about it, man. So to wrap that weekend up, uh, the first Miami International Final ticket was handed out. Uh, the weekend winner for the USBKS event at Pittsburgh was given a a entry, not a full ticket, but an entry into the. Uh, the capped-out mini category, and Brent Cruz was able to score both wins, actually, on the weekend and enough nice. points to take him to, uh, to Le Mans, France. So uh, he is one of the first drivers to to be part of that program if he does, nice. in fact, take the ticket. So
0: so listen, we have a couple more uh, couple more events we're going to look at here in the Racing Recap, both the California Pro Kart Challenge event at Cal Speed, and I'm going to chat a little bit about it. The, uh, the race they had at the Puget Sound Road Race Association this past weekend. But, David, before we jump into that, this was your first opportunity to see the Pushback Bumper uh, program in action. Now that you've kind of, you know, you've, we've been home for a couple of days, what are your thoughts on it? You know, I saw it at the Can-Am Karting Challenge, and it, the starts were amazing. What are your thoughts seeing it for the first time now?
1: I, th- I think it's, we're going to learn more about it when we see bigger classes. Yeah, um, the KA one hundred class was the biggest class with twenty three drivers, uh, it, but to be honest, overall throughout the weekend, the turn one, turn two incidents were cut down very limited. A little side by side contact, which is oh, which is what we prefer, yeah, we I we love that <laughs> that a lot better than we do guys slamming into the back of each other. But again, we see that more when we have carts of forty rather than carts of twenty or fifteen or ten. Of guys from row fifteen just piling in, not caring and pushing his way through to yeah. gain ten or twelve positions in the first corner. So I mean, the concept for that part of it works. You know, I you know there were a few penalties. I don't have the numbers exactly yet on how many penalties were given out, but there were penalties giving out five second here, 10 second there. Uh, overall, it it's a good it's a good addition. Um, as long as long as it's pol- it's policed. Right. Um, the, one it's of the work main in prog- it's, it's a work in progress. Work I in keep progress. saying that. One of, right? the main, one of the main things is the mounting structure. We ha- you know, making sure it's staying stock. People aren't making adjustments to it. So it's an added yeah. it's an added element of tech for the tech officials, which we already know they're already overworked and underpaid <laughs> as it is. True, true, So, thank, thankfully, a lot of our tech guys are, are long-term cheaters, or not technically cheaters, but guys who stretch the rules to the limits. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. so, you know, they, they, so they get a product, they look at it, they figure out things they can do to it, they learn from, yeah. from certain situations. And, again, this is only their third time with it and counting the Route 66. So I think, you know, again, like you said, it's a work in progress. So right now I, I think it has a positive grade. You know they've they've kind of taken away the element like the video. They're they're now allowing video to review certain contacts. So if if indeed it was uh, pushed oh, for back, the push, for the pushback, yeah, yeah if it was yep. pushed back uh, in a non-racing incident, they'll they'll be able to review it. At least okay. that's what they changed for this weekend.
0: Yeah, hey, I like I like the fact they're trying. It's uh, yeah, it's about customer service as well we're trying to fix the the racecraft the lack thereof on track it's just been crazy so the only reason we're doing this is because drivers don't respect each other it's 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 that's that's the when it comes down to it it's the driver's fault that we have to do this the crazy racing the ridiculous lack of respect is why we're bringing this thing out right. and now it's put in the hands of the the promoters and the series staff to figure out how to do it so that there's still the customer service level uh, and I like what they're doing I like the idea of bringing the video in just to, just in case it's something like somebody wrecks in front of you and you hit them you shouldn't I, I personally i would rather not see somebody get a 10 second penalty but i understand Scusa right now who is going to be testing it is saying you know just straight now out of the box it's a straight 10 second penalty and that's good do that to to try it out but i like what USPKS is doing having that video to try to if you want to protest one i like that yeah it, it
1: you know again we could we could just remove the bumper's period
0: <laughs> let's do that you know? But again, I, people, good.
1: you know, the parents are concerned of safety. Yep.
0: It's it, yeah. We'd have a lot of flips. We would until people realized that you couldn't do it. And, you know, back in the day, you and that's how you and I raced, Dave, you know, we didn't have front and rear bumpers, The, the We had pods, but no front and rear bumpers. So yep. even when I first started, I didn't have to didn't have pods when I first started. So, all right, let's, let's get back into the racing recap, Dave. I'll jump in here now with the, uh, the Puget Sound Road Race Association, and you can wrap it up with the California Pro Car Challenge, uh, some great stuff happening up in the Pacific Northwest, in fact, just West Coast in general uh, for the road racing community. The, the guys at the the Puget Sound Road Race Association putting on their first race of the year uh, out at the Ridge Motorsports Park. Beautiful facility, 16 turns, 2.47 miles, 300 feet of elevation change. Just an absolutely incredible facility, and it really is kind of rejuvenating road racing. Uh, up in the Pacific Northwest. They had 189 entries, 50 more than last year's ICAF Road Race Grand Nationals. And you got to give it up to the effort being put in by Aaron Stanford, his wife Lisa, and his daughter Brittany, who really are the lifeblood of that club. Uh, They worked their tails off to try to to get this club to grow and to try to get more people to come out to racing. Uh, They're going to be hosting the ICAF Road Race Grand Nationals on August the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. They're aiming for 250 entries. Uh, as I said, 189 here. You get more guys coming up from California. I know I heard Johnny West may be rolling out with a the supercar. There's going to be some guys coming from uh, potentially the uh, uh, the East Coast. I heard a rumor that maybe the Musgraves might be coming up to do some 125 racing. If they can hit 250, I think that'll be massive. But 189 for this past uh, weekend. They These guys, David, know how to do it. They're having... They're making it an event. You're going to come out and ha- you're going to have fun. They raced, of course. They practiced on Friday. They raced on Saturday. Just a single-day race. They had an endurance race with the rental cart fleet at the car track that uh, is at the facility. They actually have a full replica of the big track, only six-tenths of a mile. It's called Olympic Grand Prix. Uh, they, they have the Sodi Cart GT5 rental carts, the nine-horsepower carts. They did a, a, uh, an endurance race. I think they had eight teams jump in for the Enduro uh, after the event. Uh, big potluck barbecue as well. Uh, these guys really know how to get it done. And I and I love what they're doing, how much effort they put in. And and to see them get almost 200 entries, kind of a revival for road racing, it's exciting. Uh, 17 drivers in their Superstock uh, CR125 heavy category. Uh, Jacob uh, DeLavarain was the winner in that class. Chris Hager, the veteran, uh, was the winner in Superstock light. Uh, they had 17 in the... Heavy class for Briggs World Formula as well, David. They got a pretty solid little four cycle class going there. Seventeen in heavy, eighteen in medium. Uh, Corey Markham won in the heavy class, and Donnie Hombo was able to get a win as well. Don, as a name, has been around forever. He won, I believe. He might have won the the heavy class. I'm not sure, but nonetheless, David, good numbers for road racing uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And I and I know you and your family, long-time road racers. That's got to put a little smile on your face to see them have numbers like they do
1: i think you're getting it all along the west coast uh, with the northern california carters being uh,
0: getting their their numbers up yeah thunder hill yep
1: thunder hill they you know the sonoma they have every every thanksgiving yeah um you know they they're it's that type of area the pacific northwest and northern california they're able to work together so i think that's helping the numbers grow because before it was everybody was kind of on their own but now i think they're you know they're working together. Hey, you guys come up here. Okay, we'll go back down there for this, and and, and they're kind of working that. And then also, you're getting to see a lot more people who are just tired of the, the the grind at sprint track racing. You know, especially your 40 and above drivers. You know that that can go out and go road racing for, you know, race either a half hour or two half hour races. And and be able to to feel good and not be beat up or or just over exhausted from from changing tires and changing axles and changing this and that, True. just go out and have a good time and that's that's the part of road racing that aspect that people are gravitating to.
0: We have an, we have an article actually from a young driver who runs for Italian Motors. He went out and ran uh, for his first time at the Ridge with the event. Uh, actually had a great run. Actually end up winning the race. But we'll have that up on eCardinews.com next week. It's a great driver diary uh, for someone who had never been there before and absolutely loved it. And I think you're right, David. It's it's more relaxed. You're not thrashing back and forth trying to get out for this session, this heat race, this pre-final. You know when you're on, cart's ready, you can hang out, really, really enjoy the speed of running on a big track. You, you've done it all your life. I've done it on a number of occasions. I loved running my 125 at Mid-Ohio. It's just a ton of fun, and I think that more people, uh, if they get a chance to go out to road races, are going to go to more. And I think that's something that's going to help maybe re, uh, you know revigorate the program if we just get some more people to go out and try it. Because it's just a ton of fun, and like you said, uh, a, lot, uh, a lot less stress than thrashing it out at a sprint track. David, let's cap off this edition of the Racing Recap, but with a look at the California Pro Kart Challenge, arguably the biggest regional program in North America right now.
1: Yeah, they were able to, uh, last weekend, return back to Cal Speed for the first time since 2010. Uh, they they pulled out about 100 and over 170 entries for the weekend, which is yeah. you know almost, in terms of drivers, the same amount. Uh, you have a few guys doing uh, a couple classes here and there. But uh, it was dominated by a lot of the uh, Los Angeles Carding Championship uh, drivers that were in attendance, winning nine of the 11 classes there this weekend. So uh, one of the ones that wasn't an LAKC winner was a uh, Michael Avancino from the NorCal region. He was able to score a big victory, his first in the X-30 senior division.
0: That's pretty. That's pretty impressive, considering yeah. the, the quality of the drivers in that field. Well, you know,
1: we saw him up at the front in uh, in Sonoma for the spring yeah. Nets, uh until contact took him out, and then he just was never able to get himself back up into the uh, the front of the pack uh, the rest of the weekend. So we know he's got he had the speed, and and uh, this weekend he was able to uh, to capitalize on on uh, being quick uh, down there in Cal Speed. But the uh, guy who's always quick at Cal Speed is Billy Musgrave. I mean, the guy's got tons and tons and tons of laps on there. He actually won an S two race back in 2010. That was in his <laughs> early one of his first years, second years maybe of karting. Yeah, uh, won the uh, the California Pro Kart Challenge S two race there. I board a CRG with two <laughs> wild stickers on it. So <laughs> I sent him that. I sent him that image uh, last week. So he had a good throwback Thursday image. Nice, for him. but. Uh, no, he uh, he dominated again on the Illuminos chassis, winning his third straight in S1 for the program. So uh, he's the guy to beat out there right now on the West Coast. Uh, I just I just don't see anybody doing it. Hunter Piggott almost had, had him in qualifying, but just couldn't keep up with the race pace. So uh very exciting time for him. But one of the greatest finishes of the weekend was in the micro-swift category, where we were able to watch a video for, for uh, Dane Idelson, a second-generation driver. Uh, getting a last lap, last corner pass, going from third to first right there and taking the checkered flag for his uh, first series victory.
0: Yeah, I watched that whole video. That was fantastic. He just sat there in third and kind of bu- was biding his time, trying to figure out where he, he kind of looked to try to make a pass, come up the straightaway, but kind of hung back. Two drivers in front of him, passing in the final corner. They pushed wide, and he just went outside, inside, and was able to get the win. That was showed a lot of patience. Re- really big win for Dane, and I know his, his dad, Howie, probably pretty excited over that one.
1: Yeah, patience is something that uh kids are very uh, hard to accept. And uh he was he yeah, you watch the video, he was just sitting right there didn't quite have the opportunity to to jump into the lead, so he took his time and uh was able to to capitalize on the last lap.
0: Yeah, nicely done. Well, there it is folks. That's our racing recap couple of events, give you some insights uh what's happening around the country here. Uh, let's move into a new one, Dave. We've got a new segment that we're going to be adding here. We are, uh, we're going to start doing some interviews, talking to some of the people in the sports, uh, brand-new addition to the debrief. Uh, this particular uh, kickoff segment, I had a chance to, to sit down and chat with Sean Bailiff uh, from the Trinity Carding Group for our first-ever one-on-one here on the podcast. Uh, it's, I've been really intrigued watching this Trinity Carding Group kind of develop. They they had their program. They, they run regularly at Newcastle in the KRA program. But they've kind of been stepping things up a little bit, moving into other programs like the Manufacturer's Cup. Uh, they ran the, the Winter Nationals down uh, at the Supercarts USA Pro Tour at NOLA. They're going to be at the Summer Nationals. They're going to go to the Supernats this year. And I had a really good opportunity to sit and talk to Sean about what they're doing, their whole program. And, and, and it really was uh, a really fantastic interview. Here it is, our first ever one-on-one with Sean Bailiff from the Trinity Carding Group. Sean, great to have you with us here on the EKN Debrief podcast. Uh, big year for you guys. Uh, you know, you look across the regional and national platform from coast to coast, and there's you know major teams that have been around for a number of years, the PSLs, uh, the, the Team Top Cards, the Franklins that you've seen for, for a number of years. You guys are kind of new. You guys are coming to play uh, and again, a big year for you guys. You've stepped up to support uh, a number of different programs. WK Manufacturers Cup, of course, the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. We're going to see you at the Summer Nationals. We'll see you at the Super Nationals. And you all, uh, also run regularly at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, not only that, you come up and run all these programs this year with a full program, but you also roll out the Burrell chassis line here in 2017. Let's start by talking about how much of an evolution, how much of a growth spurt it's been for Team TKG.
2: Thanks, Rob, for having us. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an absolutely exciting year starting at Daytona, for sure. We had a great showing there for, our, uh, I guess I'd say, our debut of, of national racing, for sure. We did some Rock Cup last year, but a little different stage, for sure. But, um, uh, the, yeah, the evolution for us has been incredible since I got back into karting. I'm trying to think about six, seven years ago now. It's just been uh, just kind of a whirlwind, of course. And then once you start at, you know, taking on the top levels of the AJ Myers and the Ryan Norbergs and those guys. It's uh it's a whole different deal since, you know, they've been in it like my kids have, you know, since, you know, early age, they, they get all the, you know, the best stuff and the best tuners. And um, it's, it's definitely uh, not for the faint of heart for sure.
0: You know, with the work you guys do at the motorsports country club in in, uh, in Cincinnati, different different, uh, driver base different customer brace you're bringing some new people to the programs whether it's young kids that you're bringing into your driver development program or some of the older masters drivers who want to go racing again but want to do it at a higher level with with you is that been kind of the, the big step for you guys or maybe let's say the the initial hurdle of coming in and and trying to go at it with with really the established teams and as you mentioned the established drivers guys that have been around for a long time you're you're a new team coming to really to take on the, the the lions that have been around for a number of years
2: Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic for us, for sure, because, you know, we don't chase every single national tour out there. Um, If if I'm away every single weekend, I wouldn't have the job here at Motorsports Country Club. So and then that, would you know, that would cause difficulties, you know, if we're doing all that different, you know, type of racing every weekend. And then my face isn't present here. You know, it doesn't it doesn't work for both avenues for Trinity Karting Group and Motorsports Country Club. Uh, We have a fantastic relationship with the owners here at Motorsports Country Club, and it does give us a a nice base. Um, Originally, you know, it was for us 40s and up. Um, but now we're starting to, to build the, the younger kid programs but also give the avenue for the dads to get some laps out here at Motorsports Country Club, fill their kind of need, and then see their kids grow into the, the kart racing side of things too. So it's, it's a ton of fun. And we're, we're unrolling some stuff here in July at, at Motorsports Country Club for uh, kart camp in our, our Remo fleet, and then hopefully that will bring new kids into karting from the Cincinnati area.
0: You know, Sean, we, we've talked about it and, and written about it on eCarding news, but why don't you just take a, a couple of, a, maybe a minute here, just to give us an overview of what's going on down at, at the Motorsports Country Club. It's it's a really interesting program. We see car country clubs all over the country, different private racetracks, country club kind of things. You guys have a straight go-kart, karting country club in Cincinnati.
2: Absolutely. It's a private karting track. Uh, the track's really unique. It's got a, a big bank, which actually I would like to see taken down, but... Um, it's It's a beautiful facility it is private um, we do a ton of driver coaching out here in driver development that's a nice thing that we can control you know who's on the track who isn't um, we can we do a lot of interesting things from track record attempts um, but we do just a lot of private coaching for every age i think uh we we got four and a half year olds up to seventy five year olds so Everyone gets to to check it out and and get on the track and have a controlled atmosphere that's very safe. And you can get in and out of the the hot air and get into the air conditioning and watch stuff on the monitors and such. So it's it's a really unique place, and it's a ton of fun. And, you know, we're starting to get recognized and develop some drivers out of here.
0: Yeah, that really does kind of present the synchronicity, doesn't it? The drivers you have within the program at the Country Club, really that – That seems to me like the core culture of what you guys do with Team TKG when you're going to Manufacturer's Cup or you're running some rock events or you're doing Supercar USA is really the core focus is kind of training drivers and bringing maybe the younger guys, the the rookie masters even drivers into the program as opposed to grabbing some of the top drivers and, and at least at this point in the team, grabbing top drivers to try to win championships. Really, I guess a successful weekend for you guys would be coming away with people that are happy and people that... Develop their talent and, and and maybe took a step forward in in their skill set.
2: Well, for sure, because you know, seeing some of the drivers like we have Logan Mueller and Nairton Kazee that are starting to to come up to the national ranks, it's it's pretty neat seeing their evolution to where they couldn't keep it on the track to now where they're. You know, they're mid-pack in the national level, and, you know, they get over to Newcastle, and they're going to be surprising some people with, you know, how well running every weekend. I remember when I was racing nationally, and we ran the whole tour, uh, I think the schedule was like 16 races, and you used to come into these, these tracks and get your butt kicked by the local guys. You don't see that so much anymore, but... Um, you know, we might have the chance to do that with trendy karting over at Newcastle.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you guys would be excited to get to a home track and and, uh, take it to the national, guys. You know, one of the things I think is interesting, and and I've said this to so many uh, teams, I I do a lot of work, of course, in the Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, and it's to have that connection with karting through to the development level and, of course, obviously to the Verizon IndyCar series. Uh, I wrote a column in Morning Coffee that talks about the fact that the reality of trying to get there is so tough, But if you are in the position to try to do that and you have the financial wherewithal to do it, there needs to be people to help you get there. And because it is is a reality, it's part of karting. Some people are going to stay in karting forever and enjoy it and absolutely love it. And other people, it's a training ground to try to go up the, the ranks. And if a career is indeed in their mind, that's something they can look at. Now, you guys have gone ahead and done it and put together a true relationship with Team Pelfrey, which is a very solid organization. Of course, they're all the way up the ranks. They're F-1600, they're USF-2000, they're Pro Mazda, and they're even in Indy lights as well. Talk a little bit about the the program you guys have put together with Team Pelfrey and some of the drivers who have actually started with you guys at Trinity and are now working their way into Formula 1600.
2: Yeah, it um Dale and I've talked Dale Pelfrey and I have talked about this for years. Dale was, I guess, the first driver development he had was me uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Uh but Dale's been fantastic with it. But actually Johnny Baker and I sat down this winter and, and came up with this. He wanted some, you know, connection into the carting the ranks and we also wanted a place to be able to you know put some of our drivers that want to go um to those next ranks, like you say. But David Osborne's our first uh, driver that's that's made the jump into the 1600, and I tell you he's done fantastic. The the results might not show up, but he's been up front in the 1600 cars, and they're getting ready for the the weekend over at Indianapolis this weekend. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wouldn't get his first win. But Jeff Busher and his wife Jessica are doing a great job of promoting the karting side for us. They're going to be putting one of our carts on display for the next four races. It does make it easier because, as you know, karting in itself can be very confusing. They're getting a lot of people at the at these racetracks wanting to know how their kids can do this. And, of course, karting is the first step for uh, the road to Indy or F1 or whatever it may be. And it, we're trying to make it a little easier. They're trying to help feed people into karting that ultimately... Um, hopefully that moves them up their ladder system so we definitely have a top to bottom approach or bottom to top approach getting these kids into it the one thing they liked about our program is is we're teaching our drivers the right way to do it from the the pr side of things how to present themselves uh, how important it is we have a a code of conduct that all of our drivers sign so you're not going to see our drivers Getting out of their carts at the scales and screaming and yelling at stuff. Sometimes that happens at you know some of these events, and you know we don't want that, uh, you know that moving on to the next level. And David's been a great representative of Trendy Karting Group, and he's bought into the the latter system as well. And it's it's a lot of fun seeing it come to fruition for us. And hopefully that'll lead to, of course, you know this is a business. Hopefully it leads us to to moving more drivers that direction, and and being a mutually benefiting uh, relationship for not only us and team Pelfrey, but the karting community as well.
0: You know, Sean, I think it's the beauty of it. And the key is, is it's a two way street. And when we go to races, these Mazda Road Indy races or the F 1600 races, there's all these kids that have worked their way up the ranks. And I talk about it on the PA system and, and we promote the fact that these kids came from karting, but there's no place for fans to see that. And for team Pelfrey and your drivers, your ex drivers, the guys that have moved on to have, a carding display from Trinity at the team Pelfrey paddock. I think that's amazing. And that's, that's the kind of, let's say out of the box thinking in terms of promotion for carting that we need. And I, and I, uh, I give you a thumbs up for that. I love the way this program's put together. And again, if if you're going to have one, two, three drivers coming into the team Pelfrey ladder system, it's cool to be able to know that we're going to have some promotion to get guys coming around the other side. And I know Johnny Baker very well. And I know he's a, uh, a big supporter of cart racing here in North America. So I love that. That's a, that's a fantastic program.
2: Yeah, we're we're really looking forward to the next couple of years with this and uh you know, hopefully we can get some guys up to the Indy five hundred ranks from TKG.
0: I like that. Now okay, let's cap this off. Uh let's talk about the second half of the season for, for the team. Uh you've got the WK Manufacturers Cup race at Newcastle coming up in July. And in fact, we were talking about home track advantage or at least the home track knowledge. You got race in July, WK Manufacturers Cup, and of course you got the Supercarts USA Summer Nationals at Newcastle in August. There's a couple of opportunities for your guys to get out there and, and really go at it on a track they know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Newcastle is like a dirt track in a sense. And when I say that it's ever changing, you know, from morning to afternoon, the setups just change tremendously. So it's, it's going to be, I guess, you know, a decent advantage that our drivers will be, you know, have knowledge of that. Our tuners will have a little bit of a a knowledge, you know, we'll, we'll be at a little disadvantage, and that's one of the struggles we've had all year. Is when we go to these nationals that we're not on the same tire that we're always racing. So we're we're a little bit guessing on that, but we're going to start testing um, both the Invencos and the YLM tires here a little more aggressively, moving into it now that we're getting some stable weather and the tracks kind of start to rubber up, and we get a little better idea. Uh, and then you mentioned you know earlier in this that we've switched the braille, so the tuning's a little bit different for those um we're we're starting to add more and more of those. Dominic and Stefan there have just been unbelievably supportive of us. It's we you know at the pit race we had a Uh, I want to say a a hotline to Dominic and his guys. And it was kind of fun because they were having the same issues up at the Canadian Nationals that we were having at Pitt. So we were sharing information back and forth saying, okay, you're doing this, I'll try that. And, uh, you know, on the phone, Dominic and I were were doing some shared tuning setup. So those guys are dedicated to really uh, making their brand grow. And I saw that and wanted to jump on board. So, we're we're really looking forward to those races coming up and then the Dallasman race and seeing how we can do there at uh, GoPro at the Grand Nationals.
0: Well, you know what? Sounds like you've got a great uh, season lined up for the guys at uh, Team TKG. Uh, Sean, before I say uh, goodbye and, and shut it off here, if people want to get a hold of you, if they, if they want to learn more about Trinity Carding Group, give us the lines, just Facebook, Twitter, uh, the website URL, just give them the ways that they can connect with you guys to see what you're doing.
2: Absolutely. We're, you know, our our website's trinitykartinggroup.com and then uh our Instagram and Twitter and um Facebook is Trinity karting. Um you can also reach me personally on my mobile at 513-767-4463. Just call me direct. I'm really easy to get a hold of. And the other thing that I I'd, I'd like to offer up if you're in the Cincinnati area and have no clue about carding. Just stop in. We'll put you in a go-kart and let you see what it is. We've got carts from kid carts all the way up to, you know, KZ shifters. So we can show you around, show you what karting's all about really easy.
0: Sounds like a pretty solid offer. Sean, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us here in the debrief. And we look forward to seeing you at a track uh, in, what, just a couple weeks' time?
2: Yeah, it's awesome that uh, you and David really promote the sport like you do. And thanks for having us on.
0: My pleasure. Be well. David talking to a guy like Sean, he's been around so long. Here's a guy that was on track at the old Elkhart Grand Prix. Here's a guy that w- tried to work his way through sprint cars. Uh, to, to almost got into the the Indy 500 as well. You know, th- a guy that was able to work his way through the ranks just knows so much about the sport. He and his wife as well. They did the marketing, they did the PR, and what he's bringing to all his drivers and his program. I'm really impressed. I think we're going to see a lot from the, from Sean and his, and his family, and of course. Uh, Trinity Carding Group as well in the future. Yeah,
1: just just the, uh, the ability to take a guy brand new and develop him all the way through the ranks. And then if, if, if he even wants to try, team up with the Team Pelfrey and, and yeah. take him into the cars. You know, it, it's a great system that he has developed and being being able to have your own track to be able to, to, to consistently test. You know, he talked about how they, they need to do more and more testing this summer now, uh, you know, with the different tire compounds that they keep racing yeah. on. Uh, you know it that's that's a great positive to have but uh you know everything they do is definitely top level very professional very clean i mean they they look the part and they also play the part so it's it's yeah, very cool to see
0: i agree well said and i i love what they're doing to try to you know with this team pelfry program you know graduating their drivers through to the Road Indy, whatever it may be but also to be able to have that kart, as he said, you know, at races, we're promoting karting to the people that the fans that are at the racetrack. They're pre-qualified as racing fans. Great opportunity to potentially bring some people into karting. So it was a great, great opportunity to chat with Sean, and we'll do more one-on-ones here on the on the debrief uh, throughout the year. Let's now move into the racing calendar brought to you this particular week by TB Kart USA. David, things calming down a little bit uh, this weekend. The Texas Pro Kart Challenge, getting things going. Uh, at Gulf Coast Cartway in Katy, Texas. The 206 Cup back at it again at 61 Cartway. And Cart Mars, the Mid-America Road Racing Association at Lake Garnett, Kansas. That should be an exciting weekend for the, all the drivers from Cart. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, that that place is wild crazy. We talked about it last week. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Texas Pro Cart being this weekend, there's a lot of guys going down there, racing down at the old Katy, Katy track down there outside Houston. Uh, And then also the 61 cartway for 206. That that should get uh, a number of people from the St. Louis area probably up there to uh, the 61 cartway.
0: Let's move now to Father's Day weekend, June 16, 17, 18. Big Vintage Karting Association event down at Newcastle Motorsports Park. I love seeing uh, photos of all the carts that are down there. Some beautiful carts that have been rebuilt. And we talk about racing Without pods, without body work, that's what those guys do. Those vintage guys get out there and go racing. I've actually got a cart that's kind of getting built right now. Mike Birdsell's building me up, a Marget Expert 2. I was trying to get down to that event. I don't think I'll be able to, but uh, it should be a big one uh, well, at Newcastle.
1: And I, I've gotten word that there might be a big-name driver there.
0: Ooh, so really? We'll have it, to uh,
1: see if it happens, but uh, I was told that he might be there. So you're that.
0: not going to you're not gonna lay it out, but yeah, all right. All right it's a teaser. I like it. Yeah, well, okay. uh, once—, once... Can I... <laughs> Confirm, nor deny. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, at Mid-Ohio, the AKRA National Road Race uh, Series is going to be running at Mid-Ohio. Uh, the LAKC, as David mentioned, the Los Angeles Karting Championship, back at it at Cal Speed. That's uh, the June 16, 17, 18 weekend. Rock Cup USA, uh, the Midwest Series, getting rolling. At the newly repaved uh, Oakland Valley Raceway Park up in Cuddybackville, New York. Uh, David, I had a, actually I had a chance to talk to Tim Hannon just recently. Brand new pavement around that racetrack, thirty feet wide. Cik thirty feet wide in the straightaway, twenty six feet everywhere else. I like what Tim's doing. They're doing a lot of great stuff with uh, with OVRP, and and we're going to get him on the debrief pretty soon. I'm going to do an article on what they've got going up there because Tim uh, just lost his father recently. Of course, one of the one of the you know the key components of, of Tim's life and and that racetrack, a, you know, a fantastic driver coach. Uh, but he's reinvigorated, making things happen at, at Oakland Valley, and, and we'll have a good talk with with Tim up down the road.
1: Yeah, certainly. Facility upgrades definitely will help uh, bring in some new people because we know that that track has uh, developed a lot of different people. Sage Karam, yeah, no uh, Santino Ferrucci are, are yeah. two among the many that uh, were there years before that. Uh, it's so it, it's a great little stomping ground, and you know, being it where it's located, you know, it definitely has opportunity to just to, to just explode uh, you know, if if done right,
0: and with the repaving, it'll definitely help. I agree, I agree. Wrapping things up for Father's Day weekend, the Route 66 Sprint Series. Another one of the major uh, regional programs going on right now. Great numbers always of the Route 66 Sprint Series. They'll be at MRP in South Bend, Indiana. So a lot of great racing. A couple races in Indiana, Vintage and Route 66. They're road racing at Mid-Ohio. They're out at Cal Speed. They're up uh, with the Rock Cup USA Midwest Series. A lot of great racing going on. On Father's Day weekend, I do want to thank TB Cart USA for presenting this weekend's racing calendar. Of course, TB Cart is definitely making a, their presence known right now in American carting. Seeing a lot of those TB carts up front. Check them out online at tbkartusa.com. David, let's wrap this thing up, my friend. Uh, any other thoughts here, or are we just ready for a relaxed weekend home with the family? Uh define relaxed, yeah, because there's a lot of things to do on the list so I don't, have, I don't have any kids uh and i don't have any grass to mow so i will have a relaxed weekend i'm probably going to watch the IndyCar race from texas on saturday nights, but yeah yes, you got you catch. probably you probably have a pretty good to-do list right now don't you
1: yeah i was going to do it uh, today uh during lunch but we decided to do the debrief so work comes first baby
0: uh, you know what i appreciate the passion and the, <laughs> and the
1: de- dedication you have for this david <laughs> That's what we do here at ecartingnews.com. That's how
0: we roll. That's right. Well, David, thank you so much again. Great one. Uh, again, do want to thank Sean Bailiff for coming in and, and being one of our interviews. Actually, our very first one on one interview. Sean Bailiff from the Trinity Carting Group. Great chatting with him. And again, big thanks to our sponsors, Rawlson Performance Group and TB Cart USA. This has been episode number five of the EKN Debrief, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'd love some input. If you'd like to hear somebody, you want somebody we should interview, give us some feedback. Send us an email. Jump on the uh, uh, Facebook when we post this up. Get into the commentary section and let us know. Well, let us know what you want to hear. We've got a couple of new ideas for other podcasts we're going to do. We're uh, going to be rolling out another one of our hot seat podcasts pretty soon. But again, just kind of developing this. And, and just as with the pushback bumper system, this is a work in progress. David, thank you very much again, my friend. Great to have everybody listening. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Come on back. We'll have another EK and debrief next week here on eCardyMeet.com.